welcome to the STI Professional Reminder podcast series. I'm Heath Alloway, your host today and also the Director of Business Development at BKD. And we also have our special guest, Amy Franco from Impact Instruction Group. Amy, uh, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. And um, once again, we, we know that there's a, a lot pressing for your time. There's a lot going on this time of year, but also business development when you're out in front of your clients and looking for additional opportunities. Um, it, you know, this is a great opportunity to take advantage of some of those times. And today's topic of building a growth mindset is something that's very important to myself, and I think it's important to, to many of you as well. But growth is one of those topics we know it's important, uh, not only when we're talking about business development or generating new revenue, but this is a topic that can be very important in many aspects of your life. Uh, with that said, we know growth is not always easy. Uh, at many times, uh, we get content with staying status quo because we've been successful and it can be comfortable. But today we're going to talk more about our mindset and how we can leverage that to drive growth. And there's a, a recent podcast I, I listened to called Unbeatable Mind. Uh, it's a retired Navy SEAL that I, I listen to fairly frequently. And the gentleman he was interviewing talked about, for even your high performers, if you can focus on just getting 1% better each day, at the end of the day or at the end of the year, you've made some pretty dramatic changes and you can can accomplish some pretty major things. So over the next few minutes, uh, Amy and I are going to talk through what what some of this means and why it matters, and then hopefully some key takeaways that, that you can take and start to implement today. So Amy, h- how do you define a growth mindset? There's a lot of research in this space, a growing body of research around this concept of growth mindset. And there, there's one that uh, is definitely been a, one researcher. She's been a pioneer in this space, and she is a Stanford psychologist, Carol Dweck. And so I, I read her research fairly regularly. So some of the things that we talk about today are based on uh, some of her research as well as other research in the space. But I like to define growth mindset as our belief in our ability to expand our thinking and our capabilities. So we truly believe that we can grow our capabilities, we can grow our thinking, that we have the ability to do that. So, so if I could give you a visual. So if you think about, think about your mindset is, is this continuum. So on one end of that continuum is fixed. And on the other end of that continuum is growth. And we all tend to fall on a spectrum. But those of us that tend toward the growth end of that spectrum, we are more likely to take risks. We're more likely to learn more from a given situation. We're more likely to be resilient. And the reason why is because that growth mindset allows us to see experiences as a way to learn and grow on the path to mastery. And these are all important traits of business development, which we'll jump into in a little bit here. But those of us that tend more toward the fixed end of that spectrum, the fixed mindset end, we tend to take the view that we're we're a little bit more fearful. We fear being seen as less than intelligent if, if the answer isn't quote unquote correct. A fixed mindset can drive us toward not taking risks or just Get, we tend to stand in our own way a little bit more. And um, in Carol Dweck's research, what she will say is, is that we aren't one or the other. You don't just have a completely fixed mindset or completely a growth mindset. 
that we do tend to fall on the spectrum. And it's important to acknowledge that we have both and that we probably will always have both, but we want to move closer to that growth mindset end of the spectrum. So in our thoughts and our practices and just staying in touch with the fact that we always want to be challenging ourselves to move closer to that spectrum of the growth mindset. Absolutely, Amy. And not only just mindset, but if, if you look at BK as a firm, it's really part of our culture as well. And, you know, talking about creating rewarding career opportunities and uh, we continue to expand, uh, you know, new, new geographic footprint. We continue to look for um, other firms to bring into BKD. So I, I think it's a, you know, a mindset and a culture and um, it's something we can continue to, to improve on. You know, one thing you started to hit on a little bit, you know, why does this matter in business development? So could, could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, a big part of business development is really pushing ourselves out of what's comfortable. We have to push ourselves in business development, no matter how experienced we are. Business development innately, inherently, is about expansion and growth. And with expansion and growth, we're personally stretching ourselves too. So I see business development and growth mindset as really kind of walking hand in hand. So when we're talking about stretching, especially in business development, it could be bringing a new idea to a prospect or client. It could be um, doing that high stakes presentation, especially for those of us that do quite a bit of RFP and pursuit work. And if things, things like that give you a little bit of pause or they, they make you feel stretched, that's a good thing because it means that you're growing. Um, if we all have you know, fear of maybe objections or rejection in the business development process, the more that we can work toward that growth mindset because it cultivates smart risk-taking, it, it cultivates resilience, we can stand stronger in the face of uh, concerns being raised on the parts of prospects or clients. We can stand stronger in the face of you know, rejection that is inherent with business development because we see these things as learning experiences and they teach us to be more resilient. Absolutely. And one thing you you've hit on a couple of times is the the fear piece of it or overcoming objection. And, you know, from our, our STI leadership program and some of the, the various calls and discussions that we have, I, I think they're, you know, and even personally from you know my own career is you, you kind of struggle a little bit with that balance of you want to be proactive, you want to reach out, you want to have multiple touches to a prospect or a client, but you also have that balance or concern of you don't want to come across as, as pushy or, uh, salesy or overwhelming. So it, it is somewhat of a, a balance. But the thing, you know, I always try to translate to our people is, you know, think of it as pre-client work as they already are your client. And if we're bringing in something of value before they're a client, that kind of helps remove some of that uh, pushiness or, or salesy. I mean, we have a ton of resources, whether it's BKD Thoughtware or Simply Tax Podcast you know, whatever it may be, but if we continue to leverage those tools that are out there, it can really help put put some of that to rest. And, you know, one other note I would make is, you know, sometimes hearing no is not a bad thing. I've, I've had a, a recent conversation around a prospect where we've been talking to for years and we, we've had a couple opportunities, but we've just never been able to actually do a project for them. So sometimes if, if we haven't got the answer we're looking for and it is a no, Maybe that's an opportunity for us to ask a question of what's keeping us from doing work for you? Or, you know, if the answer is no, what can we do to improve to potentially to gain an opportunity to gain some of your work? And 
it kind of opens that door for that. I don't want to say candid conversation, but it gives us a chance to maybe dig a little deeper on why we have not been able to uh, land them as a, a new client. And, you know, one of the things I, I've also seen around the firm are, you know, from some of our high performers of, of various habits that they have. So could you maybe touch on what are some of the habits of, of those who practice that growth mindset? Yeah, absolutely. As I, as I was thinking about habits and in creating my list of different habits, the theme of these is that these really apply to not only our professional life, but our personal life as well. And so everything that we're talking about here with growth mindset is as much about life as it is about business development or our professional roles. So, so, so some of these habits kind of, kind of cross, cross both boundaries. But one habit that folks who practice growth mindset do pretty regularly is they will take any, a certain situation and they, they will debrief that situation. And what they'll do is they will look at the lessons that have been learned. They see the lessons as data points. So what was successful? What didn't work? And they, they don't tend to see something as complete success or complete failure. They look at something and they take the lessons from it as data points to become better the next time, whether it was something, a successful data point, or maybe it was a failure data point, but they use it as fuel to grow for the next time. So something that you can adopt as a habit, we can all adopt as a habit, is to take a look at some of those key business development situations and do a debrief on the lessons learned. Amy, not to, to put you on the spot here, but you know, one of the things that I, I continue to see with a growth mindset, whenever you're growing, and but it's not always easy. And sometimes you, you have to take some risk. And you know, as I've, I've grown to know you a little better over the past few years, you, you took a risk a while back from a career standpoint. And I'm sure there were some, some hiccups along the way, but uh, could you maybe touch a little bit on you know that resilience factor and taking that risk and kind of overcoming some of that fear? So earlier on in my career, I, I spent about the first ten years of my career in um, a, a traditional B two B type of sales business development environment. I worked for IBM and then I also worked for Lenovo. And and those of you that have gotten to know me enough over the last few years, and I may have may have shared some some things about this, but I wanted to take a pivot into doing something that was more entrepreneurial. I'd always kind of had that in, in, my, in my DNA, if you will. And so I had an opportunity to take that leap from the, my day-to-day you know, sales business development role and to uh, become an entrepreneur. Um, and there is so much growth that, that goes along with that. And, but one of the big lessons I think I took away from that on, the, on your topic of, of resilience there is that you can't plan for everything. You can plan for a lot of things, but you can't plan for everything. And so being able to have a comfort level with the fact that you can't plan for everything is I think what has helped me to uh, not only be more resilient, but it has opened up other opportunities that I probably wouldn't have even thought of otherwise. So as you are thinking about how do I maybe apply this to my own life, it, looking whether it's business development opportunities or something in your personal life, is being okay with not having everything planned or developing developing a comfort level with that, because that is ultimately what's going to help you grow. It's what's going to help you be resilient. 
you know, when something doesn't go right, you take the lessons from it, kind of dust yourself off, and, and you keep on going. So, uh, so I hope that that kind of gives people some, some food for thought for some of the big goals that you're thinking of for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes when those things don't go right, sometimes down the road, those make for good stories to reflect back on down the road. But absolutely. Amy, with kind of to wrap up for everyone, what, what is you know, maybe one or two things that we can do today to start building on that growth mindset? So what I would, would like to encourage everyone to do is to, to visualize in your mind's eye, what is one of your big goals for this year? It can be a professional business development goal. It can be a personal goal. As I mentioned earlier, growth mindset really goes, it's personal and it's professional. So if you can get in your mind's eye that, that one goal that you're thinking about for this year, um, just know that there will be successes and setbacks. And as you're progressing toward this goal, I'm going to give you three questions that you can continually ask yourself as you are working toward this goal. So the first question is, where have I experienced success so far? The second question is, where have I experienced setbacks? These become your data points, okay? So then the third question that ties back to these first two, what are the lessons I can take away from this moving forward? When you can peel the lessons away from the experience, you can take those lessons and then use them for as a springboard for the next thing. So let me, I'll give you those three questions again, just so you can um, jot them down. Where have I experienced success? Where have I experienced a setback? And what lessons can I take away from this moving forward? Well, Amy, as always, we appreciate your, your valuable insights and your time and uh, thank you to everyone listening in today, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.